Welcome to the Dash Podcast. This is episode number 46. I am your host, Trey Gamers, and I'm back with DeAndre Mondesior for this episode. We're really closing in on episode number 50. So just to give you a heads up, there's only going to be four more episodes coming out uh, before that. So when we get to 49, you'll see a little break. And that episode 50 is going to be special. Live podcast episode at a restaurant, networking, entertainment, the whole nine. Uh, but anyway, more about that later. Let's get into this conversation with Mr. DeAndre. Uh, and we'll go ahead and, and say I can announce officially uh, we're trying to bridge the gap. You know, just like the podcast says, we, I signed up officially for city council to run in the first district here in Hartsville, South Carolina. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, I know this is probably a little early jumping the gun, but why are you running for city council? That's our question. You ask me all the time, why am I doing this? Why am I doing mm-hmm. this? I just want to come out with the main question that everyone is asking. Why are you doing city council? That's, that's, that's never too premature to ask that question. I think that's probably the first question that needs to be asked. And um, really, I was looking at um, working with an organization here in the community, and the idea was to, to really get them involved and be aware of what was happening. Um, so during that process is when I realized what, what city council would mean for connecting um, the city and official business with our community being the black community. Um, and so as I kept looking through that process, I realized that while I didn't think I could be a politician or didn't know I would be a politician, this is um, an absolute way to continue getting my message across um, and that's helping people. You know, we have a, a tremendous community here. You know, as you see, the opportunities are endless and we have very talented youth. Um, but the disparities in this community are, are pretty big, too. So to be a voice for um, the people here on, on the South Hartsville District is, is really the main thing, um, to be that voice and make an impact and difference. So you're, you're saying that you got, in, got into um, politics at age 25, right? 24. 24. Oh. And your outlook is on your moat motto is bridging the gap your campaign slogan yeah. is bridging the gap so this is what i think of bridging the gap um you're trying to get two uh generations that are so far apart by technology to come together because if they don't come together um nothing will ever get accomplished so uh was I kind of right about that? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's that's one way that bridging the gap can be um, articulated, uh, and, and it's 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 every one of those gaps like that. Though you know, it's it's the gap from um, it's a financial gap that we have. There's a spiritual gap, a religious gap. There's more than two generations, so it's three. There's a there's a lot of different pieces to that puzzle. Um, so to, to to keep it simple and to keep it um, practical. Um, it, it's community opportunity and youth is what I'm focused on for bridging that gap. If we can collect everybody together, if we can bridge the gap between communities and make it instead of separate bubbles, intertwined bubbles, that's that's bridging the gap for youth. If we can give them opportunities and create opportunities for DeAndre to grow, lead, and experience, we're bridging the gap. If we can provide opportunities for people who are living, who are adults, who are working. Um, and need development to, to gain upward mobility, to gain more finances, to gain more access to resources. 
to start new businesses. Those are these are the practical steps. Really, just connecting dots um, and bridging the gap of awareness and bridging the gap of really simple things first. Yeah, and um, like you saying, giving other people opportunity. I'm a 17 year old and. When I reached out to you about public speaking, I said I wanted to speak to children in a young juvenile justice. And I said, well, I probably have to get some more experience in life before I can go out and speak on things. And I got one more year of high school. So after that, I um, go off to college. I hopefully I get an out, outlook and start speaking to the youth at, at young ages. But going back to when you said um, bridging the gap with opportunities, I feel like the older people, older people that can and have the, I say, books, big books, and quote unquote, <laughs> to create opportunities, um, create job, create um, programs to show children that grew up in home, broken homes, or um, lower poverty families, like below poverty families, like if they just will create a program to help them learn how to fill out applications, help mm. them learn how to uh, do good on SAT, ACT, um, just do good in school all around, um, build their emotional development, build their character development. And this is kind of what I see that you are doing. Um, I don't know if you notice this, but I feel like you are already doing that. Mm. Because remember, I was telling you about I wanted to start something, but it seems like you started it already. And I like, man, that's 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 a my great minds think alike. And yeah. I'm like, he doing emotional development and different things. And whenever he he does, he doing it at a um, school right now. So he's already helping kids. He's helping bridging the gap at the school with. Um, emotional development, um, character development, and different things to get kids um, and the adults of today together, so they won't, so kids won't go and lead blind like they say, blind leading the blind. If the kids don't know what to do, if they really aren't prepared for the real world, they will be leading other people but not leading them correctly. Mm. And that's one thing with the educational system. I don't care if you're black or white. Um, the education system is a little messed up because most, uh, some teachers are out there just for the money. They said, I already got my education. I'm not worried about y'all. Yeah. But if you don't worry about the children, what would your children have to um, look... Who would your children have to look up to? Like, uh, they won't have no one to look up to because you, was, you wasn't teaching them correctly. So this is what I think Bridging the Gap is all about. Mm. Your campaign slogan and your purpose for... Gamage Enterprise and the purpose aspect that Trey Gamage as a person has on um, life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, number one, DeAndre. That's that's not something. Um, I think that's pretty cool for me to hear. That's humbling for me to hear because that's not a conversation that we've had before. Um, so for you to see all that and to get all that from. From our conversations is, is is very humbling and meaningful for, for you to say to me. So thank I've you, been, sir. I've been thinking about that um, for a while. I just had to get uh, my P's and Q's together mm. how to put this out there because um, I believe Gamage Enterprise is going to grow, yeah. lead, and succeed, as you always say. Um, I know you had stopped at the governor's school and started your own company. Um, 
about that, I want to ask one quick question. Did you, when you started Gamage Enterprise, were you worried at first? Um, yeah, for, for sure. So when I, um, shoot, that's a great question. You're asking a lot of good questions, DeAndre. So I, I told you I filed from my um, tax ID number in January. Um, I had a couple contracts that were some low number, some in the low thousand dollar number. So that was pretty cool to get going. Um, I did not plan on, I thought I'd be at the school for two years to three years, maybe. Um, so I didn't think I was going to put my resignation in until August. But um, the opportunity to work with the PD Math Science Technology Academy came up around March and April. But I put my resignation in before I had signed a contract. Um, so, yes, it was very scary because I, I thought about what the worst case scenario would be. And that was um, that was being homeless. That was losing all of my money. That was I, I took a 20 percent decrease in pay and a 300 percent increase in my bills. Um, so I went from having excess money to be able to start a business, to be able to go on to paycheck to paycheck and still trying to start a business. So, yeah, it was very difficult and it, it's still it's still difficult, but um, it's all worth it. You know, it's all I'm OK. That's those are all the things that I was willing to give up to be able to do this. Now I have time and flexibility to create, to spend with you, to spend with people, um, to make a difference. And it's all it's it's funny because I don't need money, you know, and nobody needs money. It's when you people know you, when people like you, when people trust you, when you add value to people, um, they're willing to work with you and willing to work for you. So a lot of um, the work that's been done in my life and in my business right now has not cost astronomical amounts of money. Now I have spent a lot of money to get this company started, um, but nowhere it's a fraction of the cost of, of what you would think it started to get something like this going. And when you say you spent a lot of money and um, it was, you were kind of doubting and struggling, I was like, it's going to pay off in the long run. As I told you, I believe in destiny, fate, and philosophy. Um, and I know the term bridging the gap, that had that way a big impact. That had to be a big weight on your shoulders or something like that. What gave you the idea of bridging the gap? Like, mm. I know I said at the beginning, you want to help the youth connect with the um, older um, generation. But what really gave you the yeah. idea of bridging the gap? That's a that's a great that's a phenomenal question. Um, it, it's come up in in a lot of different scenarios and places. I've I've had conversations with different people who have had that thought. Just like you can see a difference. You can see black and white. You can see disparity. You can see privilege and pressure. You can see so much of it. It's like man, how do we close that difference? Um, and, and being a people person, that's that's something I, I look at all the time. Is how do we? That's why it's the soft skills and emotional intelligence. But it was actually um, I was at church and the pastor was prophesying over me, and he said that you're going to bridge the gap and you have the key to the generations of of the world. And when when he said that, it stuck with me, um, and it gave me those three words: bridging the gap. Gave me. Um, the idea it sparked, you know, a switch in my head to to let my let my imagination flow and let my faith flow. And what what came out of that was, you know, what I believe are significant pillars in community, youth, and opportunity. That's what makes the world go round. Um, and that's that's all it is. So that's if, if we can't bridge those gaps um, and everything that goes inside of those, it's it's crazy. So and in, in, in just the words from a semantic standpoint, the meaning of them. Um, I think it's important to put them in really simple formats. Keep it simple, stupid. Like I don't, 
I don't need to use big words. I don't think big words are necessary. The more simple we can make it, the more universal we can make it for a five-year-old to hear to a 95-year-old to whomever is listening. I want to be able to bridge that gap and connect with everybody. Um, you're saying um, 95 to 5. So you you basically, when you speak or when you put on a presentation, you want it to be impactful to all ages for understanding. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's pretty powerful because, I mean, five-year-olds, they have a short attention span. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that you can, by your messages and everything, like when you spoke at that youth revival, where mm-hmm. was that at? House of Refuge. House of Refuge. You spoke at that, and that was that a um, conference with, when you held that conference, mm-hmm. was it something about did you ever talk about bridging the gap? Or? Oh man, that's a that's a good question. A lot of times, depending on where I'm speaking at, if it's a if it's a church, um, I had I had not talked about bridging the gap before. That was one of the first times. It's it's a pretty new concept and terminology for me, so I had not talked about it before. No, excuse me to stick to your question. Um, I, I hadn't talked to that before, but it, and sometimes I think when you're when you're going the direction of what you're supposed to be doing, like right now, I feel like I'm at a point where this isn't me that's running. I'm at the edge of myself and, and where I am right now in my life. I haven't done anything that I'm about to do before, you know, so all, what I have to rely on is, is faith, help and the people around me, the community, the youth and the opportunities that are provided. Like I'm I'm living exactly what I'm what I'm saying as well. So when it comes to to sharing that message, it's not difficult because I'm. I'm trying to bridge the gap from from where I'm at right now to where I would like to be, and that's that's in the position to to make a difference. When I was your age, I remember like walking to English class and saying, "My goal in life is to have an impact on everybody I have a conversation with." Um, when I was a junior in college, I said that, and when I was 17, I said, "When I'm 24, I want to work for myself." Um, and and those are those are pieces. It's it's bridging the gap as a way of life. I think. Everything for me personally, it has to come from my heart. I'm, I'm, I'm not a perfectionist because I don't care about details very much. I need someone to help me very badly with operations. If you're listening to this, um, but I forgot what I was saying because I thought back to why I speak about things, and it's about experience and principle. Every message that you hear from me is going to be about that. Principles is where wisdom comes from. You can't share. Wisdom. I can't tell you a story if, uh, that that I'm wise and I'm the guru and you get it. It's going to fall on deaf ears because it has nothing to do with you. But if I can share a principle, if I can share a story, like talking about talking to five year olds and ninety five year olds, I held an assembly from kindergarten to eighth grade and I needed a topic for a motivational speech: brush your teeth and make your bed. And those why? Because those are two little things that you can do right. You start your day off with a win, and you end your day with a win. You get to wake up with doing something right, no matter how bad your day was. You get to come back home to a made bed. Um, you brush your teeth. If you get one of those opportunities, and you go and talk to someone, your breath ain't gonna stink. So you got that's a success. That's a win, um, and that's something that you can understand as a five year old, and as an adult, as a fifty and sixty year old, that's something that that makes sense. Um, something I talk about is every decision counts. It's simple. Yeah. You know, every decision that you make makes a difference. It's there's there's not I don't like I don't want ambiguity. I don't want um differences in there for people. So it's all about uh it's all about the principle. It's it's persistence, it's desire, it's faith, it's imagination, 
It's, it's things like that wrapped up in, in parables and stories that um, that you can take home with you and use daily. And getting back to uh, that was what you just said. It basically sums up what trade damage and damage enterprise is all about. Mm. And I want to jump back to politics for a second. Um, with bridging the gap and the whole campaign with that, I feel like um, if we can get this bridging the gap campaign national or even yeah. statewide or local, I feel like we will see a rise, at my point, a rise of economic growth. Mm. Because right now we got young people. I, My graduation class of 2019, I'm pretty sure it went from about 400 down to three something. Mm. Because there's so many people that dropped out of school because either they didn't understand what the teachers uh, were yeah. teaching, the teachers wouldn't help them. They were just saying, well, you should pay attention. But some people have learning um, problems. They have they can have a broken home, as I said, and they could get abused. They could not eat. And they just say, F life. Yeah. And people like that, that's what Bridging the Gap is about. Now, at Hartford High School, I'm telling there are some good teachers that will help you out. They will teach you that will um, help you out, like if you need supplies or stuff. Like Mad Zimp, she will help you out, and that's what all bridging the gap is about. Mm. It's um, the economic growth will go up. Um, uh, hopefully, it will bring crime rates down. It will bring up graduation rates, mm. and people. And even if kids are struggling with going to school and they don't, and they can't go through college because they have academic struggles they are bridging with um, if a company would adopt the term bridging the gap they can start with a 16 year old that is having academic trouble mm. in school say Sunoco and train him so whenever he turns 18 and graduate he can already slide in the door yeah. at Sunoco or at Duke Energy yeah. or at um, different industrial places um, new court just so they can they won't have to either sell drugs, end up six feet under, mm. or um, just be um, a bum on the street. Yeah. And that's why I think this is so good for the youth. I know I'm young. I sound like an old soul at something. <laughs> but it's for the youth. Um, and also, I believe youth can have an impact on yeah. adults. Oh, yeah. um, it's not all about adults um, having an impact on the youth. But I'm pretty sure in this, on this earth, there has been a child that has, or a young adult that has impacted a adult's life so much that they changed, they did a whole 360. So mm. bridging the gap is not just about helping the youth. It's about help, helping the youth and the um, old. Um, when I say old, I don't mean like Walker old or Kane old. I mean like, Already developed. Yeah, already developed know, yeah. maturity um, in the real world. Because um, I'm telling you, not everybody is academically stable, emotionally stable, or their character is not developed. Yeah. So this is all <clears throat> we are trying to do with Bridging the Gap is trying to motivate young people and older people to yeah. succeed in life. And highlight those people that are already doing this. This isn't, um, there's, a, there's a woman here in Hartsfield named Lily Fox who... She sends me a message about every two or three weeks. She shares everything that I post on Facebook. She's a mother of a seventh grade student who she'll invite me to her place. She's hosting, having 13 girls come stay the night. 
She's taking kids on trains to Dillon. She's giving experiences to young girls who would not otherwise have these. There's people in Hartsville, um, Richard Puffer, who, who sat down and spoke with me, gave me four or five books and, and gave me three or four names that really got me started as a professional speaker um, and in my business. Toastmasters went to the World Championship of Public Speaking. So there's, there's so many ways that we can bridge that gap. And there's so many ways that people are already doing that. So it's, I think that's the point too, is that there's not, it's not something special about Trey and what I'm doing and what my message is. It's about people, you know, and and everybody has a capacity, a mission and a purpose to get things done. What it looks like is different. How many people you touch is different. You know, whatever the case is, the situation, the circumstance for whomever you are is different, but, but you've got, your mission is the same as mine and that's to be the best you that you can be for yourself and for somebody else, um, the people around you. So mine, mine happens to be global. I want, I want a global reach. I want to touch everybody that I can. Um, and I'm a biblical man. I love God. And I've been reading about Samuel lately. And I've realized that in, in the Bible, the kings um, of the Bible and of the world, they start off with a heart after God. They're after God's heart, chasing it for righteousness chasing it for his glory um, and his faith. But at some point down the road, they beat so many armies, they kill so many soldiers, they defeat so many battles that their head blows up and their ego blows up and, and they start to become adulterers. They start to become egotistic. They start to have pride. They start to be jealous. They start to do all these things and end up dying. And that's the fall of man and, until Jesus came. And I'm not yeah. Jesus and nobody is. Yeah. So I'm, I sin every day. I hurt every day. And that's why I get on my knees every day to say thank you and guide me because we it, it's hard to stay on a straight path in this world and, and bridging the gap. You know, it, it, as small as every decision, I'm talking about one of them, yeah. talking about getting one percent better today and changing your life by by one degree. Um, maybe it's one sentence. You don't got to remember my name. You don't have to remember my business. You don't have to remember nothing or ever buy anything from me. Um, but if there's something that can come from one of my actions, changing a policy, being in a position, showing you something, if there's something that can happen from my words or, or, or whatever that can change your life a little bit, one degree, um, I'm, I feel I'm successful in my life and, that, and that's all it takes. You ever heard a term, um, God-like or a term like that? Or yeah, elaborate a little bit. Like, um, no one is never, uh, exactly like. God or Jesus, but if you follow in his footsteps, I use that term as God-like. Yeah. Helping others that are needy. Well, I don't like the term needy. Helping others that are less fortunate. Mm. Um, Even helping those that are fortunate but need guidance. That's the term what God-like means to me. There's there's probably a good bit of people that are God-like, but then there's people that are God-like but false God-like. And those false people of God, like they deter from the real reason of success. Wow. They will try to preach you success, but never help you become successful. Wow. So that's one thing that I try, that's one thing that I hate that people want you, say they want you to be success, but mm. then don't show you the ways of success. Or when you become successful, they bash you and try wow. to manipulate you. That's deep. That's and um, with with that, the youth the youth of um the community in District One, um, I believe you will be the person, even not youth, it could be adults. Um, I feel like you will be the person to show them 
guide them to become successful and show them the way to be successful. Mm. Not one of the ones that just say, hey, I'm going to help you with this, help you with that. And then next time yeah. they say, well, I'll see you next year. But um, that's one thing that I really, that's one pet peeve that I have. People mm. lying about, you can do this, you can do that, but never show them the way to yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, and, and that's a that's a beautiful point. I, I put myself on Front Street and I, I put myself on Front Street on purpose. A lot of people don't like to share their goals or ideas or their dreams and visions. But I want to share those things and, and want people to hear what we're talking about now. and want people to hear what we're thinking because I want that that's going to make me be held accountable. I said it now I have to do it. Um, and it's it's not about me, but it's it's every decision that I can make. Um, to make that difference, so I, I love it. I love I, I love this conversation. This is pretty good, DeAndre. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've been thinking about it, planning on this episode, but you asked some some great questions. I thought I put yeah, you on the spot. I mean, I never I didn't write anything down or nothing like that. Mm. It's just things I've been uh, thinking about um, leading up to when we were able to talk because you know I've been busy. But I was thinking about t- like things that I was really thinking about, not things that I wanted yeah. that. I should talk about the things that needed to be mm. talked about. Um, I know that sounds kind of weird, but... No, that's perfect. That's perfect. These are the important things, is the minds of the future. Um, they are the ones that will be leading this country. We. We are the ones that will be leading this country, that's right. Um, we are the ones that will be leading this country because sooner or later, you people grow old. And then when we grow old, then we have another generation coming up that can show their children the way of life to become successful, not false um, preach or prophesize about their success, but actually make help them learn. Let's see, I can put this. Um, give them the best way to become successful by facts and action, because as it says in the Bible. Um, a person, I will, it says a man don't work, don't eat, but I'll put it in a different terms. A person that the, that um, walks on people's back will not become successful, mm. but a person yeah. that God will become um, very successful. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with that more, DeAndre. Um, and how old are you again, sir? 17. And you just turned 17 uh, yeah. less than uh, a month oh, ago. Yeah. That's impressive. Um that's impressive. I, one of the things I used to to talk about when I was when I was your age, I was like, man, I got to be ahead of the curve. I have to be. I started asking questions about taxes and, and home ownership and investments and stuff. Um, and you're definitely that's, ahead of the curve. That's one thing that I used. I try to do that too. I try to um, when I got my driver's license, I would say, oh, I got out of the way, so mm. I can drive. I don't have to worry about no one um, driving, even though I don't have my car right now. But I have a car. I say I can drive. That's one step. I said, next is academics. I mean, I don't have the best academics, uh, but I have a great um, mindset. Like my, mm. I have a three point five, and um, I thought I was the number. I thought I was in the top one hundred, but I'm actually in the top two hundred. So that means there are a lot of smart people out there, and they can help me to become more successful. I can mm. help them become more successful. Like, um, I was telling you about that leadership organization I'm trying to start. Um, You're bridging the gap. Yeah. Do you see that for yourself too? I never thought of it that way. I just, I mean, I just thought of it as trying to help people become better leaders 
but I never thought of it as bridging the gap. Yeah. Because I was like, how can I bridge the gap with someone like close to my age? Mm-hmm. But it's probably because the mindset I have, um, where I come from, um, I don't have everything like I don't have everything that everyone else have, but I still have enough to get by. Like mm-hmm. um my mom buy everything that I need and won't. Mm. Even though um, sometimes it could be outrageous, but she still <laughs> makes sure I get anything that I want as a desire right. or need wow. as a necessity. Wow. Wow. That's big. And that that's well, that goes back to privilege. Privilege comes up a lot too. And that's that's an absolute privilege to have a mother that cares that much to get you not just what you need but what you want too and everybody doesn't have that privilege you know so to be able to give back it's it's such an easy it's a simple way of life it's it's giving back the secret to living is giving so you know you have that privilege um to have a mother who's so supportive and in your corner and with that privilege you've been able to go back and and offer the same support and the same you you give to people you give to people what you want to give them and you give out of necessity you, you volunteer with, with the fire department, you volunteer with the city, you volunteer at places, and you also create opportunities for people to grow, lead, and experience. So that's that's something to note with Bridge the Gap is that it's not something new. It's not, it's you're already doing it. Um, and what I'm trying to do is show you how you're doing it and show you the difference that you're making. Um, asset-based community development is a lot of what I work on with service projects and Baltimore and then um, Chicago I've been to doing those and what that means is using the talents tools resources buildings that you already have from the people that exist in the place where they are already at in maximizing them and strengthening them and providing them with the whatever you need is I'm coming in and saying what do you need to, to be better what do you need to be a better you you already have the tools you already have the talent the re- you have it um, so how do we develop those assets that are already existing? That's what I'm trying to do. It's nothing new. Yeah. It's already being done, you know, and, and that's not a bad thing. It's it's a new kind of way of thinking, but it's not anything different that isn't already being done. Yeah, that that will really help people. And um, I want to talk about um, one more thing is uh, privilege. When you, I, when you said privilege, I said, man, he thought of it before. I say it, <laughs> but I was like, if we... Um, there's a big racial division in America today. Um, My best friend is white. Um, Me, I don't really care what color you are. As long as you don't disrespect me, I'm fine with you. Um, But when you was talking about privilege, um, when I was thinking about privilege, sometimes if, if we just forget about racial division, it's a broke privilege or a rich privilege sometimes. Mm. Um, probably let's see this I know there are um, racial um, let's see uh, racial privileges I'm not going to lie about that Um, but if we think about economic privilege say if we had a a, uh, let's see what I can put say if we had someone like I was going to use a celebrity but I just say if we have a rich person going to jail got arrested for Drugs, and we have a poor person arrested for drugs. Most likely, the person that's going to end up jail is the per- poor person, mm-hmm. and the rich person is going to, I put quote unquote, get away with it, but not all the time they get away with it. 
but they will probably, um, you kind of understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I, and I believe that same thing is true racially, and I think that's, I think that's true more now than ever as yeah. well. When we listen to our President Trump, I think that's a that's a fine line of who has money and who has who does not, and it's also a clear line of, of who is being supported and who is not. You know, he his way to call out the the white supremacists and the Nazis and KKK. You know, it's there there is that separation that you're talking about is correct with with the impoverished with the with the impoverished folks in the yeah. country and those who have it, um, the one percent and the other ninety nine. Yeah. Um, however, at the same time, there is it's, there's a clearly a systematic oppression there's clearly there's a clearly a disparity for for people of color black people yellow people brown people yeah. red people um that one that one cannot be denied and i think part of the problem is also because it's been denied too much um being from the midwest i see the color line down here it's completely there's not a middle class yeah. and i would say that's true in in most places i go is there isn't a middle class you got it or you don't um, and that's that's true. That's true for racial boundaries too. You have it or you don't. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have it, then you're stuck. But we also have a system that gives black people. We're at the biggest deficit, and we have the most hurdles to jump over. And when I say black people, I mean people of color. Um, we have the biggest, the lowest. We come from negative six, and we have to jump to negative ten to get back to zero. And it, it's not fair, um, and it's not, and that's that's where the privilege piece comes in because we're not able to make or have not been able to make any policies or any um, decisions or any power, you know, for however many years. So it's that's tough. Um, it's one that I don't think people want to hear. I don't think it's one that's fun or one that's easy to get through. But I think it it has to be and it's necessary. Um, and that's a gap that needs to be bridged as well. Yeah. Um, that's that's one thing. Yeah. Think bridge economic racial division and everything because um, if we don't stop anytime soon, um, it's just gonna get terrible. Um, I know this is a little cliche, but I'm gonna bring up one of our um, founding fathers, um, quote unquote founding fathers, um, Benjamin Franklin said. He basically said, "Divided, well, together we stand; divided we fall." I feel that goes for um, both. Uh, racial, um, young and old, with bridging the gap, economic with bridging the gap, um, morals, mm-hmm. and everything else. I feel like you can tie that into everything because if you don't come together, if we don't come together now, it's America today. We would see a repeat of history. I never thought that that actually happens, but they say history repeat, oh, and yeah. I'm actually starting to see. Um, history repeat, and I ne- I said history never gonna repeat. We're going in the future, but that's one thing I don't want to happen because I don't want it to be where me and my best friend can't. Um, we'll have to talk to each other um, in the shadows. We can't just talk to each other out in public. I don't want it to get that bad. So we need to come together as human beings, as. Um, I would say how people say our Neanderthals, our ancestors, way back when dinosaurs were born, um, say they always shared, they always got along. If we can just do that as um, human beings today, mm-hmm. I feel like we would be set forward. Not not fully set forward, but once in we... In the right direction. In the right direction. Once we get the racial division down packed, and I'm not going to say... 
there's all there's still gonna be racial divide, but if we can just get it down to a minimum, I feel like we'll be in the right direction. And it'll take some time. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this last statement before I, I close it to show some of that disparity. Um, the school that I work at in Lee County, South Carolina, is a part of the corridor of shame. Down Highway 95, there's a more than 100 or 200 mile stretch where within 35 miles of that highway, 88% of the people are in poverty and 88% of the people are of color. In schools, our education system is funded by income tax. So we have the poorest people in the state and we have the least amount of money that they make. So the schools that they're going to are not funded. They have not had them in 30 years. It took 20 years to decide that these people were wrongly um, funded. They didn't have the access to resources, and now they're making the decision on how much money they should get. They've been stuck for 25 years, 88% in poverty. That's where the education money comes from. That's, that's the gap. That's, that's the deficit that I'm talking about. Um, so there's there's a lot of different layers and a lot of different ways to um, the gap and the way that you can bridge it, whether it's having that conversation with someone, being the best brother you can be, the best mother you can be, the best friend you can be, or going out in your work, whether it's running for city council, starting a business, starting a club organization. There's there's a lot of disparity. There's a lot of division that is vast in, in whatever way you want to slice it in this country. And in the world, for real, um, and how it's fixed, you have your way that you can make that impact. So this was definitely a jam-packed episode, a lot a lot more time than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, and yeah. We, we went, it was more than I thought we were going to talk about. It's just when you get flowing, it's just... It was meaningful, and that's, that's the point of the show, is to have challenging, meaningful, significant conversations. And your questions were phenomenal. They were pretty off the chain for us to, to go off the cuff today. So thank you for that, and, and thank you for listening. Um, if you are listening, go ahead and tell me what you think. Tell DeAndre what you think. He asked some great questions today. Um, and I would love to hear your feedback on, on what you think about his questions and what you think about my answers. Um, this is pretty big going for city council and, and I need your support and want your support. So go ahead and comment on it. Tell us what you think and share that too. You can like the page at TreyGamers.com, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. There we go. <laughs> I'm getting ready to start that um, up right now. We're going to be putting actual uh, physical videos up also in some of the in the podcasts as well. We'll be doing both doing live and everything, but mm. YouTube, that's a new basis that we're going to be looking for outreach. Also. Yeah, good. I'm, uh, I'm excited. Just a few more episodes till we get to 50. Um, like Mr. Floyd Mayweather, we're going to take a little break before, um, before we get to episode 50. So just, just three more episodes to come after this one, and I'm sure they'll be just as great and action-packed. So once more, um, like this, share it with your friends, and tell me what you think. Pretty please. We'll see you next time. This is The Dash.